Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So great to have you on board for yet another episode this Wednesday, the 17th of March, 2021. And if you are listening to this near real time, trust you're having a phenomenal week in sales and in your leadership. And if you happen to be listening to this in the future, I trust that you are uh, kicking goals, that your leadership is going to the next level, and your team is delivering exceptional results. So in today's episode, just finished, it's a little bit later than normal. It's, uh, what is it now, about quarter to 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Just uh, returned from facilitating a phenomenal workshop with a really great iconic Australian company actually and uh, had 30 to 40 of their middle and senior managers in the room all talking around leadership, growth, sales and everything in between. So great, great day, great session, fantastic group of people, really, really engaged and a hunger and a thirst to really learn and take their leadership to an entirely new level, which is really, really great because there are so many organizations that, uh, that we deal with. That unfortunately, how do I say this, uh, believe that they have arrived, believe that they have reached the pinnacle and there's nothing else for them to learn. And I know those organizations are, uh, are short in terms of uh, their success because they're about to experience a dip, a plateau or a downward spiral because there doesn't seem to be a thirst for getting to another level entirely, which great organizations always know and great Leaders within organizations know that there is always a new level to get to. So really refreshing to spend some time with some fantastic people today who are really engaged and with a great thirst for knowledge and to improve their, their leadership. So out of that, though, there was a, it was a really interesting conversation. So one of the things that we talked about that's really intriguing, and these guys have been around for, in many of them, 20, 30 years in terms of the, the business, but also in sales and relationship selling and account management. Um, one thing that came out today was that salespeople, if there was one area that they could really, really hone in on and focus on to get better and really exploit, it is the power of questions. And so I'm going to call this episode the untapped power of questions. And it's really, really important, for, certainly for us as sales leaders, but certainly for our sales teams to really embrace this power and use this as an opportunity to improve our skill sets and our capability around asking great questions. Now, it's uh, I reckon it's a, it's literally an area that's untapped and it was proven again today when we did some exercise around questioning and even though we talked about the different types of questions that we typically would use on a daily basis, we tend to still default to standard type of questions and some exercises that we did run uh, brought out this to the, to the fore really, really beautifully and the team played along perfectly for this as well. And that is that most of us are really comfortable and we almost default to standard surface-based, closed-based questions. And we wonder why we're getting the responses that we get. So a classic example is uh, when, you, when you see somebody for the first time on a Monday morning after a weekend or a long weekend, what is the first question that people tend to ask? Well, the obvious question is, hey, how you going? How was your weekend? Now, classic closed question, and for the most part, the response to that question could be anything from, it was awesome, it was sensational, not bad, oh, I wish the weekend was still going, oh my God, I can't believe it's Monday, and anything in between. It's actually really rare to have somebody, although there's always going to be exceptions to this rule, it's really rare though to have somebody who will give you 
a complete diatribe of what they did the entire weekend from Friday night to Sunday night. It's very, very rare because, hey, most of the time people ask that question because it's just common social courtesy. And really, when you think about it, not a lot of people are genuinely interested in the response. It's just a, a standard thing we tend to ask when we see people on the week uh, on a Monday from the weekend. And so this, this was a really interesting exercise. And so we talked about the concept of open and closed questions in the context of leadership, but specifically in the context of relationship selling and, and selling in general. And we gathered consensus to the fact that if we can, as salespeople, as leaders, if we can improve, even if it was just 5 or 10%, our capabilities around asking higher quality questions, what could that translate to? in terms of not only the responses we get, but the opportunities that it opens up to potentially solve more problems, provide more solutions, and therefore grow revenue, grow sales, grow margin, and all the things that we have as, as key metrics. But it's something that salespeople typically don't spend enough time on, and that's why I'm calling this the untapped potential or the untapped power of questions. Now, when we can get this right, when we can learn how to ask great open-ended questions, we can actually open up a huge plethora of choices and opportunities to really explore multiple options and really engage with a customer on an entirely new and sometimes a more intimate level. But we need to actually practice this because as I said, most of us default to the standard closed-based questions. Now, there is a uh, there is a, uh, a case for asking closed-based questions because eventually if you ask open after open after open and you tend to loop, uh, you'll never end a conversation. So you do have to put an end to a conversation and know when to move in and transition from uh, maybe needs analysis into putting a proposal on the table and therefore closing a particular deal. But one of the things we did talk about was this concept of drilling down and really getting an under understanding of what motivates our customers. But the only way we can really do that is by asking really high quality, genuine interest-based questions of our of our customers or our potential customers. And so we I shared this, this concept, which doesn't come from me, but it's a six-step process that enables us to really drill down and get granular on what it is that we're talking about and help uh, help uncover potentially areas of interest that we can then explore further and potentially provide solutions to problems that we've uncovered through this uh, technique of questioning. And so I'd like to share that on today's episode and uh, hopefully this is going to be of value to you but also more specifically value valuable to your team as they continue to develop their questioning techniques and hopefully their business development skills. Now, one thing I'll say at the outset in that when you're having a conversation with anybody, there's typically gonna be one, two, or sometimes three areas of interest or what we potentially call islands of interest in any conversation. And so when you think about this, one of the challenges that we have is that we can, when it comes to questioning, and I've seen this happen, this played out today as well, and I've also been guilty of that myself, is that we can sometimes find ourselves going from area of interest to area of interest too quickly before we actually drill down into one specific area to really find out what is the either the root cause of a problem, what is the real issue that's being dealt with, what is the where is the real opportunity, etc. So the needs analysis part of of our sales process. And too often we'll go from uh, we'll hop from one island to the next thinking that hey if I ask enough questions eventually something's going to stick. But often what happens is it confuses the hell out of the potential customer or client or prospect, but it also causes us a little bit of confusion as well because we don't necessarily know where we're at. And it's very hard sometimes to go back to the original area of interest or the island of interest and then go deeper. So this concept of, of drilling down is a really interesting one. It's, it's, it's a key one as well. So there are six key steps to this. 
and I'll take you through this on a, at a high level, but also start thinking about for yourself and also for your, well for your own questioning techniques, but also when you're observing your team, how well do they ask uh, these type of questions? How often do they follow this sort of process? But also when you think about this, how often are they paying uh, total attention to what the other person is actually saying? Because what, what we found out today and what, we, what the guys realized through the exercises we did was that we often make assumptions on what we think we heard. And it's sometimes based on a bias that we have because we want to position a certain product, a certain idea, a certain service, certain solution. And we're offering, often listening for signals or pieces of evidence to suggest that, hey, we might be on the right track here. So let's continue to focus on this particular track, which means how much information are we therefore missing out on, which could actually be the specific information that we just need to provide the solution, which is exactly what the customer is looking for. And so here are the six steps, and I'll go, go through these in a really high level. Step number one is we obviously have to position the conversation. So when you're thinking about this, this is all about establishing rapport, setting the foundation for the conversation, talking about what the purpose of the conversation is, and really establishing that connection up front, which gives us a platform to start exploring the needs, start exploring the conversation, and hopefully come up with some ideas to, if it's a problem that we've got to solve, hopefully a solution to solve that particular problem. So positioning the conversation up front is really, really important. Think about this as the introduction and the scene setting. The second part of this is we need to get better at asking great open-ended questions. Now, we can ask an open, a general open-ended question, which might be uh, as I said, quite general in terms of tell me about how business is going. Tell me about what the key key ideas you've had over the last three months. Tell me about the key challenges you've had over the last three months. All of that is geared around opening up the conversation and providing an invitation to the potential client or the client to open up and share as much that, as they feel necessary or as much as they want to. Uh, so asking that open-ended question up front is a really good platform to open up the uh, open up the conversation and in most cases that will deliver for you a lot more information that you can then utilize to link the next questions to it so part number two section number two or step number two is open open questions so as a as a precursor the second thing is when you're listening to the response to that open question rather than asking just another standard general open sort of question really hone in on any key words that the person has said Listen for specific uh, pieces of evidence. Listen to specific uh, tones of voice. Anything that is potentially an area of interest that you can then take that keyword or that area of interest and ask another open-ended question becomes a little bit more specific. So for example, a follow-up question to one that says, okay, let's, so tell me about how business has been over the last three months. What's the, been the highlights over the last three months? And the response to that could be, you know what, over the last three months, we've had a really great, uh, great three months. And in fact, one of the key things that's come out of the last three months is we've now got some momentum and we're now looking at opening a brand new branch, right, in, in the region. And so that's a, that's a piece of information that you can then use to then link to the next question and say, okay, tell me more about that. What are you looking for? Tell me more about your plans to open up the next branch. So it's actually linking that question together by asking a more another open-ended question to hopefully drill down a little bit further to get more specific information out of what their plans are because it may well be that you've got some services or some offerings that may actually help them uh, fast track the opening of that new branch or you might have some services that once that branch is open you can help them take a further stranglehold in that particular market so you might you might be able to help them in some in some degree but you wouldn't necessarily find that out 
if you didn't ask a specific open question that was linked to the first open question. So that's step number three, open open questions again, but very, very specific. Now, the, depending on the conversation goes, step number four is gonna be at some stage, you're gonna to have to ask a closed-based question. Now, this is not necessarily a closed-based question to close off the conversation, but it may well be a closed question to uh, funnel in and drill down into specific areas of interest that will enable you to then see whether there's something you can assist this particular customer with or not. So asking a closed-based question could be around quantities of widgets, it could be specific numbers, it could be anything, but are thinking about how do I ask a closed-based question that is linked to the topic that we've been talking about that will give me a specific uh, answer in a specific area of interest that we're talking about and we're drilling down into. And then that's quickly followed by part number five or step number five, which is another closed-based question, which can sometimes be a, um, a considered to be an open question, but it's not really. And that is, is there anything else? Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Is there anything else that we need to know? And so doing those five steps, positioning the conversation, asking a great open question, followed by what you're listening to, asking another follow-up question, which might actually drill down into a, a higher level of specificity, and then thinking about, okay, how do I get even more specific and ask a closed-based question, which then funnels it even further down to specificity, and then asking anything else, enables us to then get to point number six, which is, okay, how can we now summarize? Because if we've done this well, what you'll find is through a particular area of interest that you're talking about, and it could be well, it could well be this new branch, as an example. You've now got some great information from which to use as a platform to potentially position a solution that may actually help this customer. Now, what was really intriguing is this played out with a couple of examples with uh, with this group today. And even though we spoke about this, even though they lo they logically got it on an intellectual level, when it got into the example that we did, and we played a bit of a uh, a role play they still reverted back to a lot of closed-based questions and they were moving from areas of interest to areas of interest. And it was only through a couple of interjections where we talked about specific, okay, let's now ask an open question at this juncture. What would be an open question to ask based on the information I've just provided? It was only through that that they really got it that they weren't actually listening as intently as they thought. So the key message out of today is as a sales leader in particular, we've got a lot of responsibility around this when it comes to observing our team and also teaching and coaching our team to get really, really granular on their focus around open-ended questions in particular, which really is the untapped power of questions. And when we get good at this, we can actually unleash a lot of the potential that's sitting within our team, but also that's sitting in the potential that's sitting within our customer base that's just waiting to be untapped based on us asking better quality questions. So the key lesson out of the, the guys get out of today was sometimes they're a little bit too presumptive or they they go in for the kill or they're going for the close or they put a solution or a potential solution on the table too quickly because they make some assumptions and they potentially don't listen to some key keywords or some key triggers that means that they're potentially going down a different rabbit hole than they should. And so uh, stopping that and preventing that and resisting the temptation to uh, jump in with a solution too early is a key lesson that comes out of it. And I guarantee it's something that you can certainly help your sales team as well. Because I see this across many, many sales teams and many organizations and many industries that across the board, salespeople are too quick to go in for the kill, to try the close, try the presumptive close, try the assumptive close, try the trial close, and all the clothes you want to use under the sun. Uh, we need to step back and start asking better questions and also listening to those answers because I guarantee when we do that, 
we will actually get a much better outcome. And by the way, into that process, we'll build a higher level of credibility, which will lead to a higher level of trust that the customer has in us. So I trust that message helps, uh, certainly helped the guys today, and, and uh, I trust that message helps you and adds value to you and your sales team. So as a reminder, if you'd like to work together one-on-one, and if you'd like some help to take your leadership to the exceptional sales leader level and do that within the next 90 days, love to work with you one-on-one. The simplest way to go about doing that is jump on my calendar, pick a time that suits you, and we'll have a conversation about what that program looks like for you. And uh, we can do that as early as next week and get started and get you up and running towards that exceptional sales leader level as quickly as possible. So that's the key message for today. Really tap into the untapped power of questions and really think about how are you asking questions? What sort of quality questions are you asking or are you not asking? And therefore, what quality questions is your team not necessarily asking that if they did would be the difference that makes all the difference? And that's that's what the game of sales is all about. Uh, relationship selling, consultative selling, insight selling. It's about the power of asking great questions, which even in, in, even in season 2021, even in the year of 2021, it is still untapped in terms of the power of questions. And the ones that get it right, the ones that do it really well are the ones that are going to reap the benefits not just in the short term, but in the long term as well. So with that said, I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Until then, have a great day and we'll look forward to talking to you real soon. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.